Hi there, folks. It is Monday night, and welcome back for another After Hours live stream. And a special welcome for those of you that are joining us out on Twitter and YouTube for the first time, as well as those of you that have been hanging tough with us uh, on Facebook Live. Um, my gosh, got a jam-packed show for you tonight. The hour is just going to fly by. But first, I, um, I, I want to start off with uh, I'm going to do something new because, like, we know I've got, I've got these, uh, these uh, hinky uh, pod decks that I've, that I've been talking about for so long. But I, I, I want to start off the new live streams with, um, with a question of the night. And, and I want to remind you that Mike Seibert Radio is powered by pod decks. And when you go to poddecks.com and use my discount code MSRP10, you'll receive 10% off your first order and uh, tonight's question is coming from the interview deck um, I don't know if anybody can see that because uh, it doesn't matter anyway it's from the interview deck I am going to try to um, shuffle cards here on a live stream I don't know if I've mentioned this previously but I am notoriously terrible at shuffling cards so we'll we'll see how this goes shuffle cards here well, once is sufficient. All right. So um, I'm going to just fan these out and I'm going to pull one from the middle. I swear I've not looked at these already. I'm going to pull one from the middle. And tonight's pod decks question of the night is what are you most excited about right now? What are you most excited about right now? So um, that is uh, tonight's pod decks question of the night. Sound off in the comments below to be a part of the show. And periodically, I'll, I'll go back through uh, before, uh, before time runs out. And we'll talk about what we're excited for now. Um, and as a reminder, uh, poddex.com, use discount code MSRP10. Uh, they have a variety of... Uh, card decks that are kind of like conversation starter prompts, including the interview deck, the what the heck deck, the um, the would you rather deck. This one's a lot of fun. And the episode deck. This one is perfect for um, aspiring podcasters, content creators, uh, folks that you maybe like have um, are running short on ideas and not sure how to start a uh, conversation. Uh, there's a bunch of really cool episode prompts in here, just uh, uh, themes to kind of get you going. So anyway, there's uh, all of those at more and more at poddex.com. And don't forget discount code MSRP10. Now, um, I, I do have a number of things that I'd like to talk about tonight, including uh, the uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman uh, last Friday. Uh, but before I get to that, I, I'd like to bring on a very special guest uh, who has been waiting very patiently as I as I fumble around with uh, with cards here uh, to talk about an upcoming virtual Transformers fan convention uh, by the fans for the vans uh she's at robo apollo on twitter transformers fan artist apollo uh welcome back to mike cyber radio and thanks for taking the time to join us uh after hours <laughs> thanks for inviting me again mike it's good to be back 
All right. Well, um, let's see. So uh, first, before we talk about the this uh, the, this upcoming adventure, because uh, it's going to be an adventure, I think, between uh, between now and when this uh, when this con actually uh, launches, I, um, I I first wanted to say uh, I, I wanted to thank you for being so supportive of the the recent content i've been doing you know here on the live stream and checking out my past uh, podcasts and asking me all these cool questions you you've you've uh, um you've been kind of like a, a inspiring force in some of like this this uh new stuff in these new trails i've been blazing so i just i, I wanted to say thank you really quick before uh, before we got too terribly far Oh, you're welcome, Mike. I'm glad I was been able to be an inspiration for you because I know that um, you got back into podcasting, you know, rather recently, you know, because you were kind of on, from what I understand, on the fence about it, like at the beginning of the year, but um, it's been cool. You know, I went back and listened to a lot of your older um, podcast. I just finished the one where you had the APDC guys on there. So that was a fun episode. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you know, you covered some serious, more serious stuff too, you know, like human trafficking and stuff, which yeah. I thought was really interesting, you know, and it's a topic that's, you know, not really covered. So it's interesting that, you know, your show has evolved from that to having more of like a pop culture, you know, current of current pop culture event theme to it. Yeah, a- absolutely. And and I appreciate you going back and and checking out those old episodes. Now, we we had chatted a little bit offline uh during the week, you know, kind of like you I I think you would you would ask me more or less straight out um you know, are, are you going to do more serious stuff or are you sticking with pop culture and transformers? And um, I wanted to bring that up here since really what, what I've kind of discovered this live stream, this new uh, uh, Monday night after hours thing is, is really kind of me getting into more personal stuff than it seems like it seems like it's the thing that a lot of folks liked about Mike Seibert Radio, the podcast, but that I've kind of lost track of, not because I don't want to do it, but because I've been doing so much other content like interviews and, uh, you know, spotlighting independent artists, hanging out with folks, meeting new people um, that I, I don't it doesn't feel like I take as much time as I used to just kind of talk about my headspace and just kind of what's going on with me. But I, um, where, where I, where I kind of am with uh, the serious stuff is, you know, you, you had mentioned that at kind of like the beginning of the year, and I think this was even before the COVID and, and the pandemic where, you know, I, I felt kind of adrift and I wasn't sure if I even wanted to keep podcasting and, and things like that. Now, what, what I found that once the pandemic kind of um, changed our outlooks on things, I thought, you know, this would be a really good opportunity to redouble my efforts and double down on the things that make me happy, that, that make me inspired to want to do this, this goofy podcasting thing. And um, most of that is 
transformers and pop culture and really like you know over like the last two years as you've discovered on on your journey listening to some of those old episodes it's like if you go back to episodes from 2017 I almost never talk about Transformers because that's just not what the show was. Um, it was just more kind of basic pop culture. Um, I mean, it was a radio show. So it was like, you know, the, these are the bands coming to town. These are our homies that, that we're, you know, kind of putting on for and things like that. But, but what I've found is that more recently, I just really like connecting with folks like, like we're doing here. And that's the stuff that speaks to me. So like, um, uh, give you an example, like one, one of the, the topics you had, you had suggested was talking about the California wildfires, which are, you know, still even now a huge problem. Um, you know, thousands of folks have been displaced. Um, people have been killed. It's, it, it's really terrible. And it's one of those things where I, I don't, necessarily know how to handle stuff like that like in in terms of like a goofy pop culture transformers podcast so i i kind of tried to handle it in my own way and i kind of found like a like a, a covid wildfire meme that that i read out loud it i don't think it went over the way that i was um hoping it would um because like even even as i was getting through it i'm like oh this is super cringe i've made a huge mistake but what it's it's made me realize is that you know i i just i don't know if i have the the headspace and bandwidth to deal with serious stuff that that's not to say that i i've got my head in the sand because i mean you know folks know where i work and i i deal with you know the news every workday so I, I think for me, for now, this live streaming, the podcasting, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of an escape for me. It's like rather than get bogged down uh, or dragged down uh, by the news of the day, it's like, you know what? I just want to hang out with my friends on a Monday night and, and talk about uh, um, uh, transforming robots. And so that's you know, a, a short, short answer long that's kind of where I'm at with that is that I, I'm just kind of keeping it, um, keeping it kind of light and fluffy, but still having a healthy dose of, of, I, I guess, introspective reflection as well. It's, it's kind of a weird contrast, but, but, um, you know, as far as like the human trafficking stuff, that's, that is something that I would like to uh, get back into in terms of like follow-up content. Um, you, uh, you mentioning, that um, that you've gone back and listened to those ep old episodes reminds me that there was a whole nother season that I did that isn't on the Mike Seibert radio uh, feed because uh, like I, I realized that I'm like, um, maybe, maybe this material isn't appropriate for folks coming here to, you know, hear me talk about bands and, and, and pop culture stuff. So, so I started a separate account on Anchor and there's a, I want to say a half dozen more episodes on that. I'll, uh, um, I'll link that up 
somewhere uh, for folks to find it, but that is, it, it's very good stuff also. I talked to even more folks in the anti-human trafficking community and, um, and, and with like a little more confidence under my belt after doing another season of it or doing a previous season, it's, you know, we, we got even more in depth as to uh, kind of like the systemic problems uh, surrounding uh, human trafficking and, it's a, it, it was really good stuff, but it is certainly not Mike Seibert Radio. So, um, but yeah, I, I, would, I, I would definitely steer folks uh, towards that. I'll, if, I, if I think about it while we're chatting, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll drop a link here in the, in the comments for folks to um, check out. But, but again, uh, thank you so much for taking uh, such an interest in, in uh, some of my past stuff. No, you're welcome. You know, I wanted to check out how the show's evolved because what I usually do with podcasts like when I find one is I listen to all of it and then I'll write a review but you've got so many episodes it's gonna take me a while before I write you a review so I just wanted to kind of cherry pick specific yeah. ones um I I know with um the APDC guys I binged their show like, and I think I listened to like a hundred episodes in like a few weeks. Um, and that was a lot yes. <laughs> to do. It was pretty intense. But, you know, then I wrote them a review and, um, you know, and was able to give them feedback on it. And, um, you know, they've grown a lot since they started. And um, it's cool to see how far your show has come too. But it's always been really professional too, from what I've listened to so far. Oh, so. thank you. I, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And, it, and it's one of those things where I didn't really consider uh, the, the binge experience uh, when we were making the shows. In fact, I, I still, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending upon how you want to look at it, don't really give that much consideration now because, you know, with, with the APDC guys, you know, Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb, the Autopod Decepticast, they're... Um, it's it's funny because like their their shows started off like their their first i don't know maybe three dozen episodes are less than an hour each and you you can just crank through them on a binge and i think it was i think it was maybe about the time that they met me that like gradually over time their episodes get longer and longer and longer and you could definitely tell which episodes i'm on because those are like double the usual length um but it, and it, yeah. it, it's it's just kind of funny though because like you know a, as you mentioned there there are so many episodes but they're so long also so it's like it's like do i i guess i never really considered that somebody would go back and listen to you know um a hundred two plus hour episodes um because you know at the time we were just really just kind of like chasing the live experience you know we we were doing a radio show and that was our time slot and that was the content we did so i've uh, i i've i i've made some poor habits i think in terms of like brevity and and uh and all of that but it's uh it, it is interesting though um you know, uh, uh, getting that feedback on what the show used to sound like versus what it is now, because it is, it is 
radically different in a lot of ways. Like usually around now, I'd be looking at the clock and saying, okay, well, cool. Coming up next is, is uh, you know, this song by Motionless and White, and you're listening to KGRG on 89.9 FM. Hit us up, uh, 253-833-5004. I still remember the phone number um, all these years <laughs> later. But, um, but anyway, yeah, this is – and again, I, I'm repeating myself a lot at this point because I'm, I'm just so excited to be doing live content again. But this, this the, like this live stream stuff very much reminds me of the same type of headspace, like, you know, kind of like a belly full of butterflies and just like that. It's like, oh man, this is live and I got to like go and turn it on and, and all of that just being like this crazed college DJ guy. But it's, uh, it is a lot of fun. But um, I, I have no idea where I was going with that. Like I said, normally I would just hit a button and like go to a song or whatever. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> next. Exactly. So let's, um, so again, thank you so much for, for uh, jumping on with us and let's, uh, let's get to it because like we, we were talking about um, uh, TF cons and fan conventions and um you've as near as i could tell this this is your idea um and as i as i posted in our uh discord not too long ago now that we're doing like this announcement thing we kind of have to do it now there's <laughs> we're really doing this thing so uh without without any more further ado um um apollo why don't why don't you tell us about this uh this mad experiment that uh that you've got going on and that you've uh um uh, called out to some of your friends on um yeah, let's talk about Voss city okay so um i'll give you a little bit of history so like um when i went to tfcon for the first time i was thinking like oh it'd be cool if there was another convention you know and i never like gave it a second thought you know because at the time it was we had tfcon and then tf nation um in the united kingdom but, um, you know, and I didn't think about it again. Well, with COVID happening, the whole, this whole year has been a complete mess. You know, none of us have been able to get together as friends. And with TFCon, that was our way to get together a few times a year to hang out. Because all of us are across the country and in other countries across the world. And we're all stuck at home right now. And so, you know, TF Nation happened and um, recently, and I popped on for a few of those panels. And then, you know, I really for Transformers this year. We usually have TFCon in October, but that got canceled, you know, and it's been rescheduled for um, an in-person one in October of 2021, I think in Baltimore. So I just kind of put out there on Twitter whimsically, like, well, since there's TFCon's canceled, um, can anyone interested in an online event? And it got a ton of response, like people retweeting it, saying, count me in. And then I was like, well, I'll reach out to a few friends and put, make a discord server and, you know, let's go for it. And so I was trying to come up with a name and, you know, I'm a huge fan of the seekers, like, you know, Starscream, Thundercracker and Skywarp and all those other frame types. I really like the folks with wings. So Vos is their city. So I'm like, well, 
why don't we call it the city con i i just need to come up with a name so i can secure you know the email and twitter handle and make a discord server but um I am really shocked at how fast this is coming together. You know, like I put in a list, a suggested list of panels and just everyone who's volunteered to help has had great ideas, you know, um, which is awesome. Like I am very, I'm just really excited about it. We have a few official artists that are going to be doing panels already and, um, I really, you know, and our team's diverse to the planning team, you know, and which is exciting too, because we're going to have a variety of, you know, different events to that happen. Um, and I like the whole idea that it's a fan run thing. And I know TFCon is too, and other, and other conventions, but um, I used to go to a lot of anime conventions and my favorite one, which was fan run is Fanime in San Jose, California. And their whole thing was like, this is by fans for fans. And it's like, you know, this is what this whole event is going to be about. We're fans like we just want to all get together and talk about robots and like you know and like have focused to specific things for each of these events and have a variety of events and things that may have not been done at other conventions and you know i'm just i am still just so grateful you know first of all for tfcon because that's where i met most of you was um, that convention. I have such great friends because of it. And I'm surprised we never ran into each other, Mike, but, um, you know, you know, it's just been, um, you know, this is just, um, this is a totally separate event and, you know, we're, we pushed it out to November to make that point that, yeah, yeah. it's, a totally separate event. It's going to be after the election. So hopefully people are in good mood. <laughs> Like, I was thinking about that because I'm like, oh, you know, and then you push it out again, it's Thanksgiving and then, yeah. you know, holidays. And, um, you know, I'm really excited about it. You know, I when we'll see, you know, how far this goes, it's going to be two days. And if it's very successful, this could turn into like a real life thing too, you know? Yeah. Um, we probably want to move it out to a different date just so it doesn't conflict with other conventions. Cause I don't want to do that. Um, you know, cause I still want to go to TFCon. <laughs> like, right. Um, <laughs> so, and, um, but, um, yeah, like it's just so exciting. I am so stoked about the panels that we're talking about having. And, um, I think it's going to be really good. I do also, and I, I'm really excited. I mean, one, one of the things that that really caught my attention, and uh, uh, thank you for inviting me, by the way. That was uh, that that was very nice. But You're what all- I, what what I found was like, you know, what once we got on the uh, the Discord server, how quickly ideas just started to evolve to the point where this was something that you were just kicking around as doing a one day fun fan thing is kind of like possibly during at the same time that TFCon would have been. Uh, but then it very quickly became something so much larger and, and now it's, you know, it's gone from a one day thing to a two day thing. And I, I think even with like some of the exciting content that um, a few of us have been, kicking around 
I, I don't even know if that's going to be enough time to contain all of the, all of the cool, exciting uh, content that have been, um, uh, that, that's being suggested. Um, really, a lot of, you, you had mentioned it earlier, but what makes it so exciting for me is being part of this uh, Transformers fan content creation community um, is, is the diverse types of folks that are involved in that fandom. I mean, obviously we we've talked about that in, in so many different places and so many different times on the podcast, but, um, but that's, that's really what caught my attention. It's like, Oh, there's, there's a lot of cool folks and what I guess I would consider to be kind of heavy hitters in terms of kind of in the, in uh, the fan, fan community. Um, so do we, uh, um, I, 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 I didn't think about this before we went live, but do we want to talk about some of the folks that are, uh, that are involved? Um, yeah, I think we can mention some folks' names, and then I'm actually going to bring up a list of some of the ideas. So Ooh, if I'm looking down, it's, I'm it. looking at my phone about like this. It's not me texting other people. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we've got like, such a cool um, cast of folks. So um, Wazabi was, joined me on the panel at, for um, the convention for SciFest yeah. Northwest back in um, back at the beginning of the month and um, you know she's going to be involved and she's just bringing all these ideas to the table and we might get a few guests too because of her I don't want to announce anything quite right. yet because I don't think that's sealed yet but um, you know like she's brilliant like she just has so many good ideas and like really good energy too <laughs> like so um yeah, and then we've got Lita, who brings very positive energy and has, has had great marketing ideas and ideas for um, panels. Like, I think we even talked about doing a game show. Um, so that would be, that'll be really fun. Um, Genevieve is going to be, is participating as well. And um, she, she just is like the super fan like of um, Transformers. She just has so much knowledge and, um, you know, brings such good insights and to this too. Um, so we just, you know, those are just some of the folks involved and it's just, I'm just so excited because it's like, we already have like a ton of ideas for things that haven't been done at these conventions before yeah. in the past. Um, you know, like um, I'm going to, bring up some stuff now um like i'm gonna bring up like i'll bring up my original list of ideas you know and i have not been on here today because you know as is mentioning to you mike earlier i'm playing with the idea of looking at a place to buy so <laughs> instead of rent so i've been in real estate land but um you know, obviously, like for conventions, you have opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies. It's a part of any convention. Um, obviously, a toy panel because most of us collect Transformer figures. Um, and, you know, it's based off of um, selling toys. That's yes. why there's, you know, a show and comics and whatnot. Um, you know, doing the fan-based panels like fan fiction, fan art. Um, a pop culture Transformers panel that talks about, you know, 
the resurgence of fans because of the Bayverse movies. Yeah. Um, you know, that's actually what got me curious about Transformers as an adult because I saw the last night in movie theater with a friend of mine. Um, you know, and then we're going to do an online artist alley thing. I don't know if it's going to be a panel or less like a list of things of um, artists, like a web page or something. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Transformers history panels brought up as an idea and the game show. A cosplay panel was brought up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just going to scroll through here really yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, you know... Um, I think there was talks about doing a game, another, like a, um, another game, but I think that might've gotten canceled because we're still in the planning phase. Um, I wanted to see if we could get like a concert going, but I think (laughs) I think they're touring in person starting in the fall because I, um, they're coming to Portland in December, um, you know, and, and seeing them then so i don't know (laughs) if um you bought a ticket for when they were going to be in seattle right i I did i want to say it's december 1st or the 2nd yeah yeah and i think they're in portland like um like the fourth or something so um sounds i don't yeah so i think they might be touring at that time but you know um yeah, we've got we're gonna have like two days of events like which is crazy you know, as you said, it might not be enough (laughs) to two days because I know you're working, I work, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we work full-time jobs and, um, you know, have lives outside of this too. So, um, yeah, that's kind of an overview of it. So, well, uh, so one, it's incredibly exciting. And again, it's cool to be on the ground level of something new, you know, and, and something that's kind of made by fans for fans, but also as kind of like a reaction of sorts, uh, because I, I know there's been some uh, uh, discussion about that as well as like, you know, this is almost like an answer to uh, some of the, the uh, perceived shortfalls of TFCon and, and uh, uh, folks that aren't as uh, well represented or as well served. Um, and I, I love all of that. I, I'm, I'm really excited to just kind of like, you know, shake up the bottle and do something different. Um, but um, a, a couple things. One, I don't recall, have we in, actually announced the date? I know we were talking about it being in the fall and we talked about it being in November, usually around like the, um, uh, around the election, but I forget, did we actually say what the days were yet? I didn't announce it on the Twitter handle, but um, we can we can do that announcement now because we <gasps> did set the date, so. <laughs> Exclusive <laughs> announcement. <laughs> It's going to be taking place November 7th and November 8th. Nice. Very good. Oh, that. Oh, see, that was so lame. That's so I lame. I, I got, I got, I got to turn up my, uh, my air horn app. There we go. There we go. That's dumb. I'm now, never going to do that again. <laughs> November 7th and 8th. Be there or be square. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very cool. Well, that's uh, um, that's very exciting for something for us uh, to look forward to. You have uh, created a Twitter handle 
for VocityCon, and that's that is the handle, right? Uh, VocityCon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to pick something that was easy and short, yeah. so um, you know, and like I remembered, oh, Emerald City Con too. So I'm like, oh, we'll just do that. So um, yeah, um, it's at VocityCon, V O S, and then the word city, yep. and then. Con, C-O-N, for convention, but um, we still need help, you know, for panels, and, and we're going to need moderators for this live event, and um, tech support, too. Um, I think we're going to be using Twitch for it, because um, that was really successful for TFN, and, um, and Sidefest as well. You know, yeah, and it was. It was really. It went really well. But um, you know, if anyone wants to help, please send a direct message to that account. Um, you can also at me at Robo Apollo for Twitter, and um, I'll get back to you right away. Like I'm on Twitter all the time, <laughs> except Saturdays. <laughs> That's been kind of like my day. But um, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I mean, like, it's, this started off as just kind of like a, hey, like, let's put something on to, oh, wow, this is actually turning into a thing. So. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, you know, it's like, uh, you know, with, with this announcement here, it's like, now we're kind of on the hook. We got to do it. So, uh, but yeah, that, that was one of the things I, I wanted to make sure that we um, addressed here is that like, let's say I'm a customizer or a podcaster or a fan artist or, you know, somebody that that's interested in doing live streaming content. Um, I, I think we're, we're at a spot now where it's like, there's no bad ideas, you know, come at me, bro. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and, and, and really, because I, I think one of the, the mission statements of what we're putting out is being inclusive for everybody. Mm -hmm. which yeah. Is, which I, it, yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, sorry. There was lag there. No. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the whole um, mission of is that this is an inclusive event. We want as many diverse voices as possible um, because it's proven when you get diverse voices, you're going to get more ideas and your ideas will be even better because you have and different skill sets and um, you know, it's proven in the business world to work. It's, it's proven for this too, you know, for friendships and for this event too. And we already have a ton of different ideas and, um, I'm just really excited at all the different ideas we have. It's not going to be like, I don't think it's going to be like a lot of the other, um, a lot of the other conventions we've gone to before, yeah. you know, maybe like some of the anime is so focused that we can really like tune in on specific things and um it's not as broad as something like an anime um convention so gotcha very cool well and unlike say uh pulse con which is gonna be put on by hasbro mm -hmm. uh that that's also a virtual convention thing uh that's a uh, september 25th and 26th but i i i like well i don't actually like it but it's it's mind-boggling to me that they just announced it today and they're like yeah for us and canada only 
And I, I don't think that Vos City uh, Con is going to have uh, the, the same types of restrictions. So, you know, because apparently, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, meaning like the folks that are mm-hmm. out there, um, there's, uh, there's Transformers fans in <gasps> other parts of the world. I know, it's crazy. So anyway, I just, I, I, I saw that announcement today and just, just kind of rolled my eyes. It's just, it's just not a good look for, uh, for Hasbro Pulse. No, it's not at all. I didn't even know I missed that announcement. Like I haven't really been on Twitter today at all. It's just weird, but, um, for me, <laughs> but, um, yeah, screwing over their fans in Europe and other parts of the world, like they don't get toys, they get stuff late all the time. Like, um, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get why you would, you know, do that to your fans when it is a worldwide fandom. Yeah. So, um, no, uh, this convention is, does not have any like country restrictions or anything. If you're, you know, in Japan or anywhere and you want to tune in or if you want to, so, um, you know, we want everyone to enjoy this and as many people as possible. And that's the cool thing about it being online. You know, when you have an in-person event, you know, you have travel costs and stuff. And who knows what in-person events will be like next right. year, too. We might all still be being masked up. And I wouldn't be surprised about that just um, with how this whole COVID thing is um unfolding you know especially in the united states now surge in some areas of cases so Um, you know and masks might become the new norm too so yeah well and and it it seems to me that fan conventions would be like the the main place that something like that would be socially acceptable. It's like, you know, uh, we, we've all been to conventions and, you know, masks are, you know, generally a, a large component of, uh, of cosplay. So it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the fan community is the one that figures this out first. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, technically like, you know, a cosplay mask would count as like a cloth mask, you know, sure at least for protection against um, a virus. So um, yeah, I got to normalize wearing fun masks. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, masks just keep getting uh, better and better also, you know, like in terms of like, you know, comfort and durability. And I mean, cause like the, the, the masks that I wear now are different than the ones I, I was wearing at the beginning. So it's uh um yeah it's it just we we just see that that ongoing innovation there so that's uh that's kind of where we're at oh, on that oh i know we're into mass comfort now <laughs> <laughs> like, um, i know i got my work they sent us some masks um recently and they fit perfectly like it it, like in their cloth masks and it just cu- goes over your chin it's just perfect and I'm like ah oh, they've started to learn how to like make these fit right and yeah, stuff yeah. Um, you know and then I bought masks from people that have made them and you can see how like the patterns have evolved to be more efficient with like fabric and stuff mm-hmm. too um, and fit better so um, yeah it's a 
whole interesting thing. Um, I do hope, though, by next year we do have in-person events, though, because um, that was the coolest thing about going to, like, TFCon and stuff is hanging out with friends. And I, you know, really look forward to going to the next TFCon annual thing, you know, this event, too. But we'd be more busy with, you know, planning stuff and making sure things run smoothly. And that's different in a real world environment versus online too. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, so, um, yeah. So, um, if there are any fan artists out there that want to ha- be a part of the artist alley to message me as well. Um, we help create artwork to promote the show. Um, please let us know because, um, you, you know, you guys know that I'm an artist too, but I don't have the time to draw stuff for this. Like, so, um, you know, if any graphic designers or artists want to help with that, like we don't have a banner, we don't have an official icon. I'm just using a picture of Starscream right now. Um, so, um, you know, if someone wants to draw like the official icon or in like the banner for Twitter and like if we do a website, um, just let me know. I'm, I'd appreciate it. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be super cool. Like I'm looking yeah. forward to, um, you know, this whole planning evolving. So we've got what, two months now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's going it, to go so. by very quickly, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's definitely going to like, it's, it's going to be September tomorrow. Like this whole year has gone by like overall very fast, but there's been moments where it's just been like, uh, like it's so slow. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so yeah. So, you know, if, if folks want to, uh, become involved with a uh, Vos city con, you know, like, uh, like Apollo just mentioned, you know, uh, hit her up on Twitter at robo Apollo or at Vos city con. Um, that's, uh, that account is now open for uh, DMs, So folks can, um, you know, uh, just kind of say, Hey man, I do some fan art and I want to participate or, you know, uh, you know, being, being a content creator wanting to be part of the scene, you know, kind of, uh, we're lo- looking for all comers. So, um, that's, uh, that's going to be uh, super, super cool. Again, that is going to be, why do I not have it written down? That is no, really. I don't, Oh my gosh. Um, I, I'd like to say I'm usually more prepared, but I'm not. <laughs> no, so we're, we're talking Vos City Con, an online Transformers uh, event, an online event by fans for fans. That is going to be November 7th and 8th of this year, just a couple short months away. So that's, uh, that's going to be really exciting. Um, you know, Apollo, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I really appreciate you jumping on, uh, uh, with us this evening. And before, um, uh, before we part ways for now, uh, I'm looking at the clock. It looks like I've still got some, uh, time in this after hours, uh, segment. You want to, um, you want to hang around for a couple more minutes? I got a, I got a couple other things I'd like to run by you if you're, uh, if you're still down to clown. 
Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm signed up, you know, so yeah. we don't go until midnight. Oh, gosh, no. You know? No, 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 no. Because no. really, and maybe this is, uh, you know, inside baseball behind the curtain. Basically, what I'm going to do as soon as we get done with the live stream, I'm going to start working on uh, processing and editing this broadcast down. And this will end up being this week's episode of Mike Seibert Radio uh, podcast, just so that we can kind of get the word out that that much faster and have something to be able to share and to spread. So yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hang around all night, I swear. But there were, there were a couple things that you had brought up last week that I kind of wanted to, uh, to loop back around to. Uh, one, of, one of the shows that you had mentioned was you had uh, just started on uh, season five of Lucifer out there on, on the Netflix. And I, I had shared with you at the time that I haven't watched season five and it's because we hadn't watched season four yet. So uh, Lucky mm-hmm. and I, we, we just started season four this week. So we're like two to three episodes in and it's, um, it's interesting. It's um, I, the thing that I haven't quite figured out yet is if these were episodes that were produced exclusively for netflix or if they're leftover shows from fox because um i i've noticed one there um there isn't any swearing in it and that the violence is still kind of like you know uh, you know wh- whatever would pass for late night on fox it hasn't i i think what i've noticed with like a lot of shows that make the jump from network tv to streaming is they can't wait to start swearing it's like you know you get into like star trek discovery and we're we're just dropping f-bombs just because so it kind of surprised me that that lucifer hasn't gone into that that content yet but it is it is fun uh, reacquainting with uh, these characters. I had forgotten how much I, I missed the show. And I think you bringing that up kind of like, kind of lit that fire under me. I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. We, th- that's just been sitting there and we just haven't gotten to it. Yeah, um, I'm not, I don't 100% remember season four. I watched it last year and I don't want to like say any spoilers. Right? I like for me to, comment but um i think that's when netflix took over was for season four because um you know i think it ended they ended it season three and then netflix netflix bought it but um you know season five and they split it into two parts you know so there's only one part out right now it's really good and then um I liked season four, though, a lot, too. I'm trying not to say anything so I don't want to spoil it. Uh, But I think Netflix did a really good better, and just the acting is so awesome on there. Like, all the actors they got for the characters are really, really talented. Like, I love Maze. Like, her and her knives. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's... She is crazy for those knives and she does, she's just such a badass. And um, it's just, um, it's interesting what they do with that show with the plot and um, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for- in the D, right? Uh, one more time. There, there was like some digital lag there. I missed that. Sorry. Oh, and isn't the whole Lucifer series a part of DC, the DC universe technically? Um 
Like, I'm not 100% sure how that ties in. Like, I know Neil Gaiman, I think he does the writing for, like, the comic book or something. And he's, like, a character in Sandman, too, yeah. right? Yeah, basically, this is a, a kind of spinoff of Neil Gaiman's uh, uh, The Dreaming-type universe with, with Sandman and Death and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all, of, all of those characters. So uh, the, the character of Lucifer in the uh, Vertigo books is a little different, but uh, because, I mean, uh, Tom Ellis does, um, uh, he brings a lot of flamboyancy to uh to the lucifer character that isn't quite there or at least doesn't translate in in comic book form because the the dude just oozes charisma and is just a you know a very magnetic presence uh which is which is kind of what you want for your devil (laughs) so um it just yeah Yeah. watching him is a lot of fun um but yeah basically he so the character is a little different in the comics but but kind of fundamentally the same type of thing it's like you know the the devil decides that you know he he enjoys you know his uh his friendships and found family uh on on earth as a and, and kind of weirdly paints him as kind of like a sympathetic figure at times which i think kind of appeals to a lot of folks in that like you know we kind of we kind of like our traditional villains to have a little more uh nuance to them other than just i'm the devil i'm the bad guy you know there's there there's there's a lot of complication uh to that character that i think really resonates with folks yeah, it's um, it's really interesting, you know, learning about this version of Lucifer and like the whole like you know him being mad with dad and you know <laughs> God and stuff and you know it's just um, it's interesting that whole, their whole family dynamic, you know, and how you know it's you know they're you know it's just it's cool yeah. though. I really like it and I like. Uh, the past seasons you know from when we first saw him to you know where we are now so it's like oh he has feelings yeah (laughs) you know know, and then um but yeah and it's just interesting you know his whole vulnerability thing um you know around um the you know deckard you know that he can get hurt around her wait that's you've been seeing that right yeah i mean that i mean that that's from episode one i mean that that's that's been a ongoing plot thread so yeah no no fear of spoilers on that okay good (laughs) Um, good, yeah because it's like the show's been out a while but still you know there's that whole fear of spoilers because it is still a new show like um you know and there's a lot out there on the internet and it's easy to get spoiled um quite so i'm glad you're enjoying season four so far um yeah yeah Um, yeah, and i'm i finished me and i'm on aura now gotcha so very cool um, let's see. So I, um, what else? I, let me go back to my notes real quick. Oh, I, uh, uh, be, between, between last week and this week, I, uh, uh, finished and went through uh, war for Cybertron siege again. <laughs> and so I, yeah, uh, yeah I, I finally got through it. Um, my, my hottest take, it's fine. I it's I I I don't find myself as offended by it as 
uh, some other fans, though I totally understand everybody's hot take on it. It was just my my the the biggest question that I couldn't answer as I was viewing is who is this for, you know? And it, because like it's it's not for kids, it's not quite for adults. It's just like it, it it's it's just kind of there. Um, uh, you have any particular, uh, you know, putting you way on the spot, but any, uh, any particular, uh, hot takes, uh, kind of spoiler free, uh, that you wanted to share for, for, uh, uh, the war for Cybertron siege series. It was better the second time around for me because <laughs> I knew what to expect with yeah. it. Um, my biggest, my biggest beef with it quite honestly was the, some of the voice acting, especially Optimus and Megatron. They talk so slow. Yeah. so slow <laughs> and it drove me nuts like whereas bumblebee and alita who had fabulous voice actors and um you know were able to they sounded completely natural and how you'd expect the characters to sound but um yeah optimus and megatron uh, i was just like you know like please just stop talking or like <laughs> speed up your talk know if it's because you know like the guy who did optimus's voice if he was told to sound like peter cullen or what instead of finding his own voice for this character but um that was the most frustrating thing and then also too that they didn't really um explain the backstory on the war like why are they you know they keep mentioning alpha tryon <laughs> you know yeah and um but um, for me, it was better the second time around because I knew what to expect in regards to the, like, okay, Optimus is going to drone on here for like five minutes and I'm just, you know, I can just like, focus on the visuals. Um, yeah. I think visually it looked pretty, um, you know, they did look exactly like the toys. They must have used the same models as yeah. the uh, toys, but um I did like some of the hidden funny things in it, like when Soundwave did the face pump. I don't know if you noticed that, Mike, as when, uh, you know, Megatron's talking with Starscream and Shockwave. And I'm trying not to say spoilers. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like, you know, and then they're just like, I think he's just like this. Yeah, he's, like, he's got a pretty good face pump. No. It, was, it was pretty no. good. It was pretty good. Which is a like, different... No. Which is a different look for Soundwave because he's he's generally like the super loyal guy, and to kind of have that mm -hmm. that 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 differing perspective was was interesting. Uh, there there was uh, one character appearance that I think for me is like the big takeaway. It's like if if this if this series didn't give me anything to hang on to it gave me one thing and it, it is a mild spoiler but it's it i i can't figure out how to dance around it i love sound blaster mm -hmm. he, he's he's like oh my god he's my dude <laughs> i mean i i mm -hmm. really enjoyed uh because i mean it was a surprise it, it was it was a huge surprise, and that I I I just really like what they did with his character. So, of anything else, that gives me something to hang on to. It's like I I I like that. Wow. That was really enjoyable. That whole um, scene when they went there to his like um, place, yeah. his hideout, and um, you know, like, and he he just had a lot of character, you know. And I remembered seeing with that toy when it came out, and I was just like, oh, it's just a recolor of Soundwave, and I passed up on it. Now yeah. I 
have regret. I remember seeing it a few times at Walmart and there are many regrets now. Yeah. And it's <laughs> interesting. Collection. But um, yeah, he's a cool character though. Um, that was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed Bumblebee in it too. And Alita one. Yeah. And, um, you know, I always like seeing Starscream too. Um, that was interesting with him and Jetfire and I won't say anything, you know, cause this was the first, really the first time I think since G1 where yeah. Jetfire and Starscream and so interact, you know? Um, yeah. Like, very, um, that was interesting how they handled their relationship, yeah. you know, in this. So, um, I don't want to say spoilers for people who haven't seen it, but, um, yeah, it was, um, that was very surprising to me. Um, very much so. But, um, I have a question for you, Mike, though. Have sure. you seen cyber? Are you caught up on Cyberverse on no. season three? Yeah. No, uh, there is no. so much sound wave. There is so much you have to I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I'll get there. I, uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, I just need to like carve out an afternoon and, uh, and just get through it because from what I understand, I mean, like the seasons aren't that long. I mean, it's like, you know, the episodes are like 15 minutes a whack and I, I don't know how many episodes there are, but it's, it's probably something that I could get through with a, with a, with a, a uh, concerted amount of effort. I just, I just haven't gotten there, but I, I, I will, I will get there soon. <laughs> because yeah, I, I. Well, I mean, I'm a. Oh, there was some lag there. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I, I, um, I think. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. I'm a few episodes behind too. It's easy to get behind on them. Like I think I'm like four episodes behind now because they release them every week. Gotcha. But it's it's done now, right? It's over. It's technically over. I think they're releasing a few more episodes, but like someone had them leaked online earlier. So there are people who have watched the whole thing. Um, I've been watching the official release for it. So um, I know spoilers about a character that shows up in the last episode, but I want, I don't know. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. um, well, it's it looks like the the internet is conspiring against us because it seems like the the lag is getting um, increasingly untenable, unfortunately. Um, but um, but uh, again, Apollo, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me uh, after hours uh, tonight. And before uh, before we part ways, could you uh, remind folks uh, where we can uh, find your art out on the internet? How we can connect with you out on the social social medias and um, uh, remind folks where they can go to uh, if they're interested in participating in VoCityCon. All right. So you can find my art on um, Twitter and Instagram. The handle's the same. It's at RoboApollo. Um, and I have like a pinned tweet with like my information for commission prices and you can look through like some samples um, and for the convention, if you are interested in help, we're not making money off this. So um, that's the Twitter handle is at VoCityCon. We plan on having more of a social media presence, but, um, you know, we're going to need help managing that too. Yeah. So um, any help's appreciated on that front. So um, 
send that account a direct message. Um, and thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. And again, this, I, I appreciate you uh, uh, being flexible and excited because it was one of those things. I think, I, I think it was maybe like yesterday or today or something. It's just like, it just popped into my head. I was like, wait a sec. Cause I, I had posted in the discord saying like, well, is it cool if I talk about it, you know, on the live stream here? And then I was just like, wait a second, you know, Apollo has been hanging tough with me on the live stream on the other side, you know, being like a, you know, an awesome participating fan. It's like, wait a minute, let's, let's just have you on. It seems like that would make so much more sense rather than, than you watching on your side. And then, um, you know, anyway, this, this just seemed like a much cooler way of doing it. Yeah, it was cool. No, thanks for having me on again. And um, I look forward to being back because, you know, when I come back on, they'll probably have like more stuff, like, you know, actually finalized, like maybe we'll yeah. actually have a schedule uh, where people can see what events are happening at what time. So. Exactly. Well, and, and as we've already said, it's, it's in the very early stages. Everything's in pencil. You know, we're, we're basically in, in uh, the blue sky period where it's, it's, it's rampant brainstorming. And um, so, so we're going to do something again, probably in, I don't know, uh, halfway between now and the show, you know, uh, uh, get, you know, as many, as many of us as possible here on a, on a Brady Bunch Zoom, uh, you know, to kind of talk about all the, all the cool stuff that, that we've got set up and that we're going to do. And it's, uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So uh, just kind of just stay tuned to all of our social channels for, um, uh, for, for that announcement of what we're going to do. But, um, but for now, um, Apollo, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, and uh, any, uh, any parting thoughts before, uh, before I let you get back to your evening? Um, you know, keep it fun and wash your hands and wear a mask and do social distancing. It really works. So Absolutely. We're in Absolutely. this for the long haul. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, well, thank you so much. Have a great night and we'll, uh, we'll chat again. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. No mail today. Nobody likes you. Let's show Mike some love. Write into the mailbag at MikeCyberRadio at gmail.com. And of course, the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. You've got mail. Everybody loves you. Let's do a little overtime because I got I got a couple things that I wanted to talk about before uh, before I got out of here. So we are in overtime and uh, uh, let's go. Um, uh, a couple a couple few things um, that I I didn't get a chance to follow up with uh, while I was chatting with Apollo, but I wanted to loop back around to uh, conversations about collecting uh, because I I know she is in the process of uh, selling off a bunch of figures and is kind of trying to reduce her uh, collection. So go to her uh, Twitter handle at Robo Apollo, check out some of the cool stuff. Uh, that she's got there for sale. And I, I bring that up because last week I was talking about 
some of the challenges that I've created at home with regards to what I've been doing with my collection, like the the perspective of uh, pre-ordering and buying new stuff and not necessarily doing stuff with my old stuff. Like I, I told you the story about how basically we've been living in our new house for a few months now and uh, all of my alternators were still in the box from, uh, from when we moved. And I, it, it took me a while to understand what some of the friction was, but once, you know, some of my friends kind of helped me out and I, I kind of had that epiphany there, it's like, oh, deal with the stuff that I have. But one of the other uh, perspectives that I landed on that I didn't mention last week, I didn't think about it, is that I, I think for me sometimes in kind of like this, uh, I, I guess I call it contemporary collecting because like I've been, you know, kind of since I'm more connected and involved with the Transformers fan community, I, I have more knowledge and information in terms of when toys become available. And as such, you know, I, I'm, I'm more connected to that. And so I've been doing pre-orders and buying stuff and things like that. But what I've also discovered in my enthusiasm to do that, I, I landed on a perspective that I didn't quite know that I had in that sometimes wanting is better than actually having. Um, so there, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that like, once you get into that perspective of pre-ordering, I want this, I want this. Tell you a story. Um, I pre-ordered a bunch of stuff from Walmart. Like, you know, it's like a, a uh, retro series blaster, uh, G1 reissue blaster, uh, those uh, RED figures, which are basically like Marvel Legends style Transformers figures. Um, all of them were delayed. And then they were delayed again and then delayed again. And in those delays, it gave me the perspective to think about, do I really want these? Um, aside from the question of, hey, where are these going to go? Um, the, the, the problem that I've created for myself that, I, that I've found that is different than some of my other friends that are collectors is that my collection is not specifically focused in that like, you know, I, I have certain characters that I collect. I've got a bunch of Boba Fett stuff. I've got a bunch of Django Fett stuff. I've got a bunch of Snake Eyes figures, but I don't have all and every um, of those, but I got a ton. I've, I've, I've also got some random Star Wars stuff. I've got a bunch of Transformers stuff, but I don't have any one thing that I consistently collect uh, with the exception of Transformers alternators, which I've I've talked about a lot. And I think that's, why it was enticing to me because it's something that I could collect as a, as a finite thing. There are only so many characters and, you know, once I have them all, it's a, it's a complete collection, which is, which I found very appealing. Same thing with like the, the Takara uh, storybook style uh, reissues. They're numbered. There's only 21. Well, technically 22 Optimus Prime is number zero, but, but they're numbered. So that, that appeals to me in that like it's, it's something finite that, uh, that, that I can collect. Um, but unlike, say, some of my other friends that collect Transformers and think about 
how their display is going to be, you know, because like the the collection uh, or the 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 display drives the collection and vice versa. It's it, whereas. I don't think about that. It's like, that's a really cool Snake Eyes figure. I want it. Uh, that's a really cool Boba Fett figure. I want it. Um, wow, that's a really neat Soundwave figure. I want it. You know, that, that kind of thing. Um, and, and maybe this is a, a larger issue for, for a different time, but I also went through phases where since I wasn't as connected to the fan collecting, uh, the toy collecting fan community, I spent a lot of years not buying stuff. So I think some of my recent behavior is reflective of, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to buy all this stuff that I told myself no to, um, which, is, which is not necessarily a constructive behavior. So I'll leave that there for now. But I, I, I just wanted to... Um, I just wanted to mention that um, before, uh, before I got out of here. Um, Real quick, I want to uh, give a couple shout outs so you can you can play the the uh, music in your head. Um, shout it out loud and all that. Um, between all of like the different live platforms that I that I'm uh, streaming to tonight, I didn't want to and and bringing on a guest. I didn't want to mess around with uh, with sound effects. Maybe next time as as the show gets incrementally. Uh, larger, but um, I, I wanted to give a, a shout out to my dude uh, Mario Magana. Um, I shouted out him last week as well, but he's uh, uh, published a new episode of his recently relaunched uh, podcast called Northwest Phenomenon. It's basically like if you're into uh, coast to coast, you know, uh, Art Bell and the kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess, uh, paranormal conspiracy uh, type space. He's, uh, he's really been leaning into that uh, recently and his uh, um, audio quality has been incredibly spectacular. I mean, the dude's an engineer and a, a KGRG kid like me. So um, check that out. Uh, Northwest Phenomenon. I've, uh, I've shared that in a couple different spots. Um, so that's available for you as well. And um, I also wanted to give a huge shout out to previous guests on Mike Seibert Radio, uh, the Steve Strout and Caleb Lowry. They have, uh, they have teamed up and they have launched their first podcast called the Steve and Crypto Show podcast, um, where uh, I, I got a uh, – Steve sent me a copy of the first episode. I unfortunately have not listened to it yet, but I'm really excited to. Um, Steve Strout's a good dude. He's, uh, um, he's huge in the fan community as well, goes to all of the Pacific Northwest conventions and is, uh, is just a really cool dude. And I, I haven't really chatted with Caleb Lowry since, um, oh gosh, it was probably almost two years ago where he was uh, putting together a hip hop show in, uh, in their hometown of Port Townsend. Um, it was a uh, Seth crew and, and G Moski. And it was, um, um, that was, that was a really fun interview and a really fun episode. Um, but I, I haven't had the opportunity to kick it with him since, but I know Steve has had a lot of, 
uh, uh, questions for me as he's uh, been trying to uh, build his podcast. And I've tried to help out as much as I can, but also still kind of trying to uh, be as hands off, like, you know, it's like, I can, I, I can, I can answer your questions. And I can give you some information, but you still got to do the thing. And I'm, I, I couldn't be more proud of those guys for uh, publishing their first episode and getting it out there. So I, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, check out the Steve and crypto show uh, podcast. Um, let's see. So, um, Oh, what else? Oh, um, so, as I mentioned earlier, with um, this is basically going to be episode 289 of Mike Seibert Radio. Um, so, well, I'm not going to, I don't know why I'm going to do numbering wise yet. It doesn't matter. But normally what I've been doing with the these Monday night live streams is telling you about what um, what's coming up on this week's podcast, this week's episode of Mike Seibert Radio. But I also talk about uh, some other uh, really cool uh, podcasts and adventures that that I've been on, and I um, um I, I was recently part of the voice cast uh, uh, reassembling the Transformers reanimated team uh, with uh, with Greg and Yoshi and. Um, who all was on that episode? Um, I, I probably should have had that in front of me, but the uh, uh, the latest audio podcast of Transformers Reanimated uh, dropped uh, last week, and it's part two of Transformers uh, Reanimated. It's uh, issue number 11, uh, part two of a story called For the Love of Hate, which uh, that, that one was a lot of fun. I, as I recall, because we recorded it, a while ago, um, I reprised my role as Bumblebee, you know, kind of Luke Skywalker Bumblebee. Uh, but I also get to play uh, Chip Chase as well. And I don't want to spoil the plot uh, because basically what what the, the two-part story involves is a lot of the human characters from uh, Transformers, the cartoon uh, G1 uh, seasons one and two. Um, it kind of brings together like all of the human characters, uh, the, the protagonists and the villains, and uh, they, they play a, cru a crucial role in the plot and the adventure. Uh, but uh, Chip Chase does something really cool in, uh, in this story that has a huge connection to uh, something we see in Transformers the movie. So I, I thought it was really cool the way that Greg and Yoshi handled it in terms of how they they set up and wrote the scene. But uh, Chip also gets some really cool moments that like if it was a if it was an episode of the show, I would have really enjoyed it. And I think uh, uh, fans of the Chip Chase character would have uh, uh, really appreciated that as well. So uh, you can go check that out at TransformersReanimated.com. It's basically a fan fiction project from Greg and Yoshi. And it started as a comic book pitch to IDW Publishing. They rejected it, didn't even look at the script. And um, rather than being discouraged, uh, undeterred, uh, they've been publishing it as fan fiction. And now they've been doing it for uh, just over a year now. Um, so it's it's been really fun uh, to be a, a play whatever part, small part that I can um, in uh, in 
in their endeavor um, is being part of like the ensemble voice cast there. So that's uh, anyway, transformers reanimated, uh, com. Um, you can also check out issue number 13, which, uh, which is an Insecticons, uh, story in the mall, uh, with a, with a cover and art by my dude, Ryan jet from the autopod Decepticast, which we've talked about, uh, quite a lot during, uh, during this episode. And, um, so yeah, I, I've, uh, um, I was involved with that, that dropped last week. The other thing, and um, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I apologize uh, for that, but I'll, I'll share all this in the show notes. But um, I, I talk about my time at Green River College and being part of the journalism program and being part of KGRG. Um, they, uh, through the combined efforts of a handful of uh, key alumni, including uh, Charlie Harger and Stephen Kilbreth and, uh, and a few other folks, they, uh, they've produced a video uh, for... Um, to kind of show what the journalism program is at Green River College. And um, uh, I, I have a small cameo in it. I, I'll tell you a brief story. Um, Charlie reached out to me, uh, you know, award-winning journalist and, and reporter for Como Radio, uh, Charlie Harger, and uh, one, of, one of my mentors, uh, reached out to me and asked me if there's any uh, photos of me at work. And uh, so <laughs> I, I didn't have any uh, that, that were specifically usable. So like one evening um, uh, after hours, after I, after I clocked out, I just took a whole bunch of dumb selfies of me in various um, uh, studios, uh, you know, making sure I had like all the station signs behind me and things like that. And that actually made it into the video. So um uh, anyway, there's uh, it's it's on the Green River College YouTube page. I've shared it on a few of my social platforms already. I'll uh, I'll drop a link here in the comments and I'll uh, uh, share it again. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's a it's a lot of fun. And if you are in Washington State and are interested in um, uh, taking those journalism courses and being a part of either being a part of uh, KGRG or taking uh, Charlie Harger's podcasting class. Uh, class starts on September 21st. Um, as far as I know, uh, the entire campus is all uh, off-site learning uh, this quarter. And Charlie has been teaching his podcasting class um, as, as a virtual class for like the last two quarters, I believe. So, um, so yeah, he's, uh, he, he's really kind of, um, finding his, uh, finding his footing on that. I'm actually looking to have Charlie on the show again, coming up soon, uh, to talk about, uh, one, his podcasting class, but also, uh, the things that, um, that he's had to do one as a journalist and a reporter for a radio station, but also as a uh, podcast instructor, the things that he's had to do to evolve into kind of like the, this current state that, that we're in what with uh, the COVID. Um, so uh, look for that in, uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, certainly sometime before September 21st, uh, we'd uh, uh, love to have uh, Charlie back on the show. And uh, uh, finally, as, uh, as I close out here, um, I, I wanted to talk uh, very briefly 
about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Now, uh, we know him uh, most prominently as uh, Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, he also played uh, Jackie Robinson in a movie called 42, uh, uh, James Brown in Get On Up, and uh, Thurgood Marshall and, and, uh, in a movie called Marshall, as, as well as uh, a couple other movies as well. Um, passed away on Friday um, of colon cancer at the age of 43. And I, um, you know, shocked doesn't begin to express uh, the feeling that um, that many of us have, and it it hit me especially hard uh, for for a couple different reasons. One, um, I mean, ju- just to say nothing about the loss of such a spectacular talent and all of that uh, promise of potential. You know, um, I, I I saw a particularly ghoulish uh, article from Screen Rant, which basically, like, I, I think maybe just a couple short hours after his passing was announced, uh, somebody had written and posted an article about like Black Panther two. Here's here's what Marvel can do, uh, uh, how they can move on from Chadwick Boseman or something like it was. It was it was fucking ghoulish. Um, uh, fortunately, uh, Screen Rant pulled it down and kind of put a limp-wristed retraction. Um, I, I can't even call it an apology because, you know, they, they, they said like it was well-intentioned, um, which, which is not good. Um, but I, anyway, I, 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 I weep for the potential of what this talented actor would continue to put out into the world and what he would continue to do with the black panther character as well as the other um uh, amazing things that uh that he had in front of him um so i mean so that goes without saying even though i've just said uh but for me and and folks also my age because i know i have a lot of folks that are um, in in the similar age bracket, he's basically our age, you know. Talking to you know my friends that are in the, in that same age group, and it's um, so that's that's a wake up call, and that's uh, that's upsetting. But then um, also that he passed from colon cancer at the age of forty three, and it's it's interesting. I, I'm not making light of it. I'm not making jokes here. I swear. But like you know, uh, I'm sure many of us have seen commercials for uh, Cola Guard, you know, which it, which is a product that is near as I can tell. You uh, you poop in a box and ship it off, and then they um, you know scan it for changes in your DNA, and it's more or less it's a a product that can screen for early signs of colon cancer. But I bring that up, not, not to be gross or funny or clever or whatever, but one of the things that it says in the commercials specifically, it's like, uh, you know, for folks ages 45 and up. And um, that really kind of strikes me because Chadwick Boseman was 43 and had been um, uh, suffering the disease 
for a number of years. One of the revelations that came out that I found uh, as, as enlightening as it was upsetting that, you know, a lot of those movies that he had been working on, he already had it and was, uh, you know, kind of trying to fight through it as best as possible. I, I was talking with one of my coworkers um, and I had uh, posited that perhaps the reason why so he had so many movies in like the last couple years is maybe he knew his time was limited and maybe he was trying to put out as much work and do as much as he could um, uh, before it was too late. Um, I, I don't know that for certain and I, I certainly can't guess, but um, a, another thing that, that came up uh, that, that again is, is, is nightmarish in retrospect, but um, I, I remember like four or five months ago where uh, their pictures of him had surfaced where he was uh, especially thin, uh, looked very gaunt, uh, very unhealthy. And I, 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 I remember uh, folks talking about, you know, kind of nicknaming him uh, uh, Crack Panther or, or something like that. And it, it was just, um, it was gross then, but I, I, I do remember seeing it. And then I do remember also putting it out of my mind. It was, it was just something that didn't, um, didn't stick with me. And, and sure enough, come to find out now is because he was, uh, he was in uh, stage four and, um, you know, so, um, I have a I have a, a friend in the in the Transformers fan community also uh, uh, Sir Jimmers uh, Jim Simonic uh, you know uh, uh, Distortion Productions he does a a, a whole project um, uh, Electronic Saviors it's uh, it, it's industrial music uh, to fight cancer and basically that is a project that he started um, basically as a answer and a response to his uh, struggle with, or not, not struggle with, with his uh, uh, survival from uh, colorectal cancer as well. And so I, I met Jimmers at TFCon Chicago in 2018 and I knew of his project and kind of knew, um, but I, I didn't know his story. So I, I remember, I remember this very vividly because, you know, I, he, he was kind of like a character on the transmissions podcast. So he was kind of like a known, uh, quantity to me, but I, um, I rolled up to his table. I was listening to some of his music and that clicked. I'm like, wait a minute, you're, you're, you're Jimmers. Oh, um, so I, I, uh, invited him to do a table side interview. We uh, chatted with that. You can listen to that during my TFCon Chicago uh, recap. I don't remember the episode number, but it's a very brief interview. We only talked for maybe like five, 10 minutes, but in that he told me his story about how he was inspired by, you know, the, this, um, you know, journey he went on and that he's really kind of made it his life mission to, um, you know, kind of, kind of spread the word of early detection and, and because, I mean, it, it, it is a cancer that's survivable if you catch it early enough and, and, uh, 
Jimmers was was blessed to have it caught early enough to where you know he's uh he he's still with us and and uh we won't be rid of him anytime soon but um the the thing now i i've I've mentioned over uh these last several episodes you know it's like i I want to try to impart some kind of advice before uh before I close out um uh, close out any of these uh any of these episodes and the the thing i want to mention uh today uh tonight uh the the advice that i would like to pass on is um it, it's it's obviously a sensitive subject it's obviously a sensitive area it could be um embarrassing in fact, I, I find myself kind of blushing even as as I as I'm talking about it. But I think what we need to get over is our our stigma and our and our schoolgirl and um, uh, embarrassment, um, and and get checked, you know, and maybe have those conversations with uh, with your doctor and say, hey, man, I'm I'm 42. I, I'm going to be 42 uh, in uh, in two weeks, and th- again, that's that's a year younger. And I've I've never had a colonoscopy. I've I've never had um, you know and any any of that kind of diagnostic stuff. So um, at, at my next physical, which I'm probably going to schedule uh, sometime sooner rather than later, I'm probably going to have those conversations with my doctor and say, hey. Um, what do I need to do to perhaps be on the correct side of early detection? Um, so again, I, I don't, I don't mean to drag the room down, but it's, it's, um, again, it hit me so hard because, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, it's the age thing and it's the thing that like, you know, oh, colon cancer, that, that's, that's old people stuff. Well, Chadwick Boseman has passed away. Uh, uh, Sir Jimmers had it and, you know, was, was uh, able to beat it, but he still had it and he's my age. So um, that's, uh, again, that's a wake up call for myself and for other folks my age as well. And I've, um, you know, in the, in the days since with uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman's passing, um, uh, apparently that uh, particular type of cancer that he had is um, more prevalent in the African-American community, which I didn't know. Um, but so I, I, I would think if like you're in, in a vulnerable uh, demographic group of folks that, yeah, man, I mean, just, just get checked out. <laughs> so I, I don't know, um, as, as I said, I don't know exactly what, what, um, what steps there are. Um, but that, that would be my advice is don't take your health for granted. I know that is something that I have done for the better portion of my adult life. I, 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 I consider myself to be very relatively healthy, meaning like, I mean, I understand I'm incredibly overweight for, you know, for my size and age and things like that. And it does cause me problems. I, 
I'm slow. It, uh, it, it adds to my fatigue. I, you know, I, I wonder why I'm so tired all the time. It's well, it's because I'm, you know, carrying so much extra weight so that I, I'm, I'm not unaware, but my point being is that I don't, you know, I, I'm not on any kind of like medications. I, I don't really, you know, have a lot of health problems that I think folks my age occasionally do. And I, I, I do take my relative good health uh, for, for granted. And I would imagine that folks in a similar situation do as well. So, so that would be my advice for, um, uh, for you for this week. Um, and last thing uh, about Chadwick Boseman and, and his uh, performance as Black Panther, because I, I didn't mention this earlier, is that, um, you know, it's, again, it's such, it's such a loss, but the, the folks that I feel bad for, the, the folks that I feel the most bad for are the, the new generation of fans, kids, um, especially African American kids, but you know, kids, kids of all uh, uh, diversities, ethnicities, and and all that. Uh, Black Panther represented something that we hadn't seen before. Now, we've had African American protagonists. Um, you know, we we've had uh, African American comic book characters brought to life. You know, uh, Spawn, uh, Blade and a, a steal um but none of them were headlining a marvel cinematic universe movie that went on to earn a billion dollars and was universally applauded so um that in itself makes it makes it uh, special black panther was a very special movie um in a, in a lot of ways but um much like in, I, I don't know, how, how do I want to phrase that? Um, just seeing the character of Black Panther up on the screen, you know, marked a, I, I think, a milestone in representation to where, you know, kids can say, hey, that's me. In a way that folks that look like me, we've had our entire lives and is probably incredibly easy to take for granted. But I, I do remember um, uh, back in, I, I think this was around 2015 because I, I was at KGRG and I remember when Black Panther was announced as, as being a character that was going to be introduced in the upcoming Captain America Civil War movie. And as soon as I heard that, I, I became incredibly excited and I remember telling all of my friends and anybody that would listen, it's like, you don't understand when this character is going to show up and become part of this universe. It's, it, it, it's, it's going to be changing. And when like the, the black Panther movie was announced, it's like, you're not ready. And I, I remember that like until like 2015 saying like, you're not ready for what, um, how Black Panther is going to change the landscape and how important uh, this movie is going to be and how important this character is. Um, 
and and I was right. I, I wasn't disappointed. Um, I've I've always been a fan of the Black Panther character, even though I've not always followed his comics. Um, but I I just the, the concept has always been cool. He's he's in in a sense, um, he's always been one of my favorite um, periphery uh, supporting characters. Um, it just it's just a super cool concept and just something that. Um, you know, it was just just really cool in, in terms of uh, representation, and I, 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 I there, there's a couple things I need to own up to because one, when Black Panther showed up in Captain America: Civil War, he steals the show. Any scene that Black Panther Chadwick Boseman is in, he just he he steals the show with just his, you know, uh. uh quiet stern authority um and and made me incredibly excited for the black panther movie when i did my review of the of black panther i uh i i I said a couple things that while i do still believe them i kind of want to address them here and and potentially kind of walk walk it back a little bit one of the things that i had said is that black panther is actually the least interesting character in black panther and one of the things that i had said is like that it's no knock on chadwick boseman's performance it's how um how magnetic the other co-stars are you know Letitia Wright as as uh, Shuri his sister uh, uh Lupita Nyong'o as uh, as Nikita and uh Denai Guerrero um you know just uh Angela Bassett you know and my, uh, Michael B Jordan i mean it's like the the supporting cast was so stacked i felt that Black Panther kind of got lost in his own movie and I, um, I, I still believe that to an extent, but um, ABC ran, uh, re-ran Black Panther over the weekend, uh, commercial free, which I'm, I, I'm bummed that I missed because um, I, I thought about it as well. I, I've got Black Panther sitting on my shelf. I, I could watch it anytime. I don't want to necessarily watch it on TV with uh, with commercials. And I really kind of did myself a disservice because um, it, it was trending on Twitter all throughout the the exhibition. And again, it was commercial free and just folks just sharing their stories and sharing their their thoughts. And um, I, uh, like I said, I. I um, uh, did myself a disservice by not being a part of that. And apparently there was also a, uh, a tribute segment to Chadwick Boseman that I, I haven't watched um, that I'm going to see if I can find like on demand or see if it's somewhere else. Um, um, but yeah, I, I missed that. So I've been, you know, just kind of like watching a lot of the same clips that, that you have, you know, that, you know, it's stray Facebook shares here and there. And, what I'm reminded of is how good he is in that role because, you know, while, while my comments, I still stand by my comments that, you know, he's the least interesting character in his own movie. Chadwick Boseman as bringing uh, King T'Challa to life is, is spectacular. And, um, and yeah, so it's, I, I, it, it makes me, want to go back and watch that movie in a big bad way and see if perhaps I, I see things differently. I mean, there would be no choice, 
but to see it differently now, right? Um, so, um, so I, 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 I'm definitely going to do that, but there, there, um, there was a couple other things that, that, um, I, I had forgotten about and, you know, when, when somebody passes away, you know, uh, various video clips and, and factoids, uh, come up. Um, one of them is that, um, I had forgotten about this, but, uh, there would be no Black Panther without Denzel Washington. Apparently, Denzel Washington had uh, gifted Chadwick Boseman a, um, a scholarship uh, to uh, uh, to uh, whatever acting school it was. I, I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of interesting because I, I watched a video where um, Denzel is is telling this story but then he also talks about going to the premiere and you know, the, the, the film's already successful. He goes up to Chadwick Boseman and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, the movie's great, but you know, where's my money? <laughs> I, I'm not telling the story very well, but it was, uh, it, it was really, uh, um, it's, it's a heartwarming story. Now um, one of the other things that I wanted to share um, and, and again, I, I remembered this, um, at the time, but I kind of forgot about it, is that one of the uh, more famous lines, mild spoilers, well, actually, no, huge spoilers for, uh, for Black Panther, um, uh, delivered by uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, the, the villain, um, he uh, has, has this line about, like, well, so T'Challa, tells him he's like well we we will bury you here in wakanda and um killmonger says uh no i uh bury me in the ocean uh with my ancestors that would prefer death to bondage and it is it is like the most heart-wrenching line of the entire movie and it it's you know it speaks to uh, Killmonger's conviction as a character, and 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 again, there's there's there, there's a lot of these these moments in the movie, but like where when you're watching it, and you're like whenever like colonizer is used as a as as a slur and things like that, as as a white person, you watch that, it's like yeah, and 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 that was one of those lines too. It just kind of tears your heart out. It's like holy crap um and i I remember being especially moved by the line um that line was inspired by chadwick boseman saying like well hey what if instead of um him wanting to be buried in wakanda what if killmonger says he wants to be buried somewhere else and then you know um between him and Michael B. Jordan and and uh, Ryan Coogler, they it they they crafted it into the the sequence that it became, and I just um, I, I just I just thought that was especially brilliant, and that was one of the um, I, I guess uh, uh, stories I wanted to share about that, but um, uh, huge tragic loss, and um, I don't. I don't really know what else uh, to say about that other than, uh, again, um, dudes, guys, get yourself checked out and don't um, 
Don't take your health for granted. Um, and I think on that note, um, that, that will wrap things up for this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for watching and for hanging out. Um, I, I know a, a handful of folks uh, jumped on the, um, on the chat, didn't necessarily uh, get to kind of like that level of participation uh this time and i i apologize uh for that um but um but again thanks for hanging out and if you want to listen to my podcast mike cyber radio subscribe on apple Podcasts, stitcher google Podcasts, spotify tune in or wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can always check out the full show archive out on soundcloud like uh like apollo has done and checked out some of those old episodes you'll be kind of interested to see how the the show is kind of changed and evolved uh like share rate and review the podcast let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future mike cybert radio is produced by dave sanders and is powered by poddex and again uh use a promo code msrp10 at checkout poddex.com uh to get your own uh pack of conversation starting cards uh with that uh for mike cybert radio after hours and for my guest robo apollo my name is mike no live show next week because it's labor day and i'm not working on labor day so i won't be at a spot where i can broadcast live uh but i will be back monday night september 14th that's the day before my birthday um uh returning after hours uh doing the uh the mike cybert radio after hours live stream um so that that's gonna be a lot of fun and until next time uh wear your mask wash your hands and make good choices. Wakanda forever. Good night. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production. All right, T'Challa, the board is yours. I am ready. Let's go to white people for 400. (laughs) Okay, let's try it. Your friend Karen brings her potato salad to your cookout. Uh-oh, T'Challa. I think I'm getting the hang of this. Before I answer, a few questions. This woman, Karen, she is Caucasian, eh? Yes. And she has her own recipe for potato salad, eh? Yeah, yeah. Ah, I understand. It is noble that she would volunteer to cook for everyone. And although I have never had potato salad, of course, I sense that this white woman does not season her food. That's right. <laughs> and, and if she does, it is only with a tiny bit of salt. That's exactly right. Yeah. And no paprika. No paprika, no. And she will probably add something unnecessary like raisins. I know, right? <laughs> so, something tells me that I should say. Say it! Oh, hell no, nah, Karen. <laughs> Keep your brand ass potato salad to yourself. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, man. You got it, T'Challa. In the face. Yeah. Black Panther, welcome to Black Jeopardy. Woo! <laughs>